Hola, amigos. And welcome back to Albumholics. Si. <laughs> si. Is este Juan Ocupado? Si. Okay, Hank Hill. Yeah. Bobby, is that you? Um, anyways, uh, today we got Trivium. This is my first experience with Trivium. I know. My first experience. I've never listened to these guys before. Me either. But we listened to them when we saw them live. Seven times. Yeah. Actually, it's like eight, I think. That seems about right. Um, what was it, like two weeks ago? We saw them live, and we saw them last year. Like live again. Six months ago. Yeah. And uh, I got to say the second time was a lot better than the first time. Yeah. I still think it was the indoor version. Yeah. I think the outdoor. Yeah. So that is that gave me the inspiration to check out Trivium because honestly I haven't really listened to them past 2010. Yeah, me either. I like or at least I haven't checked. Okay, 2011. Uh, I haven't checked out really any of their albums. This isn't true. I checked out uh, their album 2020 when I was stuck at home. The what the Dead Men say? Yeah, yeah. What the Dead Men say? What the Dead Men say? So. But yeah, um, I am glad uh, to finally do this band because I found a lot of new songs that I liked by this band. So, and I yeah. used to love them a lot back in the day. Yeah, them and as I lay crying were big bands for you, man. I only liked like one album by them, okay, and it was only for a little while. They left me crying. How good they were! <laughs> I just really. remember you wearing that shirt. I know. Wait, I never had a Nazali Dang shirt. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Dude, yeah, you did. I do not remember that at all. You wore that shit all the time. Seriously? Yeah. Dude, I do not remember that. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember my Kill Switch shirt. I remember all my Megadeth ones. My Trivium shirt that I had one time. I do not remember As I Lay Dying. Yeah. Maybe it was a bad memory. Blocked it <laughs> you out. You had it. I remember it because I was going to say, oh, look, here comes Mr. As I Lay Crying. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound familiar. I wonder what happened to it. I don't know. Maybe your mom threw it out. No, maybe I threw it out. Oh, sorry. You're an adult. My bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, not a lot about As I Lay Crying today. Hopefully never. Uh, anyways... <laughs> Yeah, Trivium. I mean, I wouldn't want to talk about that band anymore because, you know, the allegations from the singer. Yeah. But um, anyways, yeah, we're doing Trivium today. Trivium. Mm-hmm. A band that started when they were seven years old. In eighth grade, apparently, yeah. Yeah. The guitarist was already doing uh, live shows. His first song ever performed was No Leaf Clover by Metallica. Still don't, just don't get, like you said, why you would go with No Leaf Clover <laughs> of all their songs. But anyways... Uh, their first album here, uh, Ember to Inferno from 2003. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, it they, is from 2003. Yeah. Um, I gave this album a B to like a B plus. Huh? Not surprising. I, I remember you liked this album. Yeah. I listened to this album after I had listened to uh, the next two, um, cause I had picked up on Trivium, you know, after it's been released. Um, and the only thing I don't like really like about this album is like the mixing on it. The guitars counts, the guitars kind of sound, uh, very, I don't know if it's muddy, but they don't sound good. And the drums kind of sound bad, like actual sound wise, the instrument, like what they're playing though, sounds really good. Yeah. And I really like it. And I like a lot of choruses on this song. So, um, what did you think of this album? I guess I'm like a C. Really? Yeah. It's just, I mean, yeah, you're right. The mixing sounds bad. Yeah. But it's just. It is. The songs on it are a little weaker compared to some of the other stuff that they put out. Oh, yeah. Definitely weaker. It's definitely weaker on all ends. It's good when you consider how young they were when they wrote this, but. Yeah. In terms of like, like a debut 16, album, 17. it's 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 meh. Yeah. Everything sounds too over the top. The songs are just, just long again. 
which is a theme. They're not, they're not terrible. Most of them are like four and a half minutes. On the next couple albums, though, they start they start really picking up there in length. But yeah, I was just it was just okay. I thought mm-hmm. this used to be my favorite album for a while. Yeah, I remember that. And then uh, kind of died off after a certain album came out. But um, yeah, I just thought it was eh, like. It's a debut mm-hmm. song, and or it's a debut album, and I mean, they even took a couple songs off here and re-recorded them for a later album, but, well, yeah, two yeah, songs, yeah. but only one was actually, full edition. Yeah, actually put on, on, a, on an album here. But yeah, it's just more than, I mean, I guess, okay, another song was re-recorded and put on another album, too. Yeah. But it was just. I don't know, it's all right. okay. It's just what it is. It's just okay. Mm-hmm. My uh, my favorite song on this album you er, is "When All Light Dies," and it used to be my favorite song altogether from Trivium. But listening to it again, I still like it. Um, but it's not my favorite Trivium song anymore. Um, yeah. Well, if it was, I think if they re-recorded this album with a better mix to it I think I would like it a lot better but I can't listen to a lot of these songs just like I can with the other um, with the other songs and some of the other albums here so though I do like it did you listen to the re-release? no which it doesn't they didn't change anything I don't think I don't think they actually like re-recorded anything they just added some Mm. new songs to it but I will check it out. I didn't think it was a. Uh, they actually redid anything on it. Not on the studio either. So. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Yeah. So move on. For their next album here, what do we got, Andy? Two thousand five's Ascendancy. What did you think of this one? I guess one more like a B. I mean, this has. Some bigger songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rain, Pull Harder, Gunshot, Like Light to Flies, Dying in Your Arms. <laughs> but everything outside of those songs is just kind of like, I don't know, it either feels like it drags or it's just not that interesting to listen to. Okay. And it's just, again, chalk it up to them being young and writing songs. But... I did really like, obviously, Rain was fun. We saw them play that live. Pull Harder was always their closer, but I feel like it's just too much screams now for them. Yeah. Uh, a Gunshot is good. I, I like that, especially in the middle when it just runs that bass line for a hot minute. Yeah, or when it has that really cool guitar bend. Yeah. <laughs> um, And like Light to the Flies, I think, is just a cool like thrasher song. Yep. Dying in Your Arms is definitely a different song than they would put out <laughs> by this album and the first album, but yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. That was like I think the first song I listened to by Trivium. Yeah, it's where I was like, oh, okay, I actually kind of like this, and it was like a gateway song for me. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more of like a it's a it's poppier a, sounding song, I guess. Yeah, like radio friendly. Yeah, more radio friendly. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I just uh, the other songs are just kind of meh. Mm-hmm. They've written the same song but better later in their career, but for now it's just yeah, yeah, but. Based off those albums or those songs, mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed this album. This was the first one that I listened to by this band. I don't even remember what got me into Trivium or why I checked them out, but um, I gave this album an A. I really, really enjoy this album. Um, the only songs that the only song that I actually really don't like on here is the last song, Declaration. Um, I just don't think that it needed to be made for this album. It just seems like they kind of ran out of ideas, you know, and just put out another song just to add some more time to it. But, um, yeah, it has some really goods like Rain, Pull Harder. Um, I like the title track, Ascendancy. Gunshot is good. Like Light to Flies is good. I like Dying in Your Arms. My favorite 
album or song on this album is a uh, departure which is the one right before the end um, i just really like the way that it's sang and has like a really heavy part in the middle and then kind of just draws back into the melodic you know whatever they were doing before so yeah i think that's fair i just i thought they were just worse version songs they recorded later they're not worse versions but just not as good and i don't know like this album like outside of the, yeah, they're big songs. Yeah, I just they they do get better. Yeah, the band, yes. and then they get worse, and then they get better again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just just a little bit, but yeah, I mean this album's pretty heavy. It has its nice little melodic parts here and there, but overall, I I really enjoyed this one. So, you got anything else to say? No. Not really. I was. I saw here that Heafy considers Ascendancy his favorite Trivium album, but I don't know when that fucking interview was recorded. So Probably a while ago. Yeah, 2009. Okay. So. Oh, Mad Heafy. <laughs> He's an interesting guy. Yeah. Kind of kind of eccentric like Ronnie Radke, but not uh, as popular. Something like that. <laughs> What, man? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to just shit on Matt Heafy. I know. All right. Should we uh, get on with At our next? Not next yet. Yeah. But yeah, we can get on the next one. All right. We got 2006's The Crusade. This is the album everybody said they were trying to copy Metallica on. Yeah, this. So the first two albums were like heavy metal, metalcore, maybe a little bit on the heavier side. I don't really think they got into death metal, but. Um, this album is straight up like thrash metal. Oh yeah. You know, like ride the lightning type or peace cells type metal, you know, higher, uh, faster playing, but they don't really use screams on this album that much. It's mostly singing. Which Um, works okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, they have some pretty good songs on here yeah and for me the first like five songs are really the best and then from six down it just kind of loses track and i lost you know interest in this album Um, my favorite song on this album is entrance of the conflagration which i don't understand like what that means but it's a good song. It's provocative and it gets the people going. <laughs> yeah. It'll always be my favorite Futurama quote. <laughs> I don't understand. It's provocative and it gets the people going. <laughs> All right, then. Um, what did you think of this album? What'd you give it for, like, ranking? Oh, uh, I gave it, it's like, a C. Yeah, I also C. gave it a C. I liked this album a lot more in high school than coming back and listening to it. Yeah. Um, and I entrance, think so did I. Yeah, Entrance to the Conflagration is, is a good song. I like it. I liked Anthem, We Are the Fire a lot more in high school. I still think the dual guitar solos at the end is really good. Yep, yep. But the rest of the song is just generic. Come on, we like metal. Let's band together. Yeah. Uh, Becoming the Rats is just a... No, sorry. Be- to the Rats, <laughs> I combined two fucking songs there. I was going to talk about both. We'll just talk about uh, <laughs> To the Rats. Uh, <laughs> that would be kind of a cool song. To the Rats, I think it's just a great thrash metal song, and I'm interested to see that it was written by the bassist. Yep. Um, uh, Becoming the Dragon, <laughs> the one I combined it with, is also good. And it's... Honestly, you don't hear very many bass solos, but the no. song has one. Yeah. I That's kind of what I liked. I think they had a, quite a few like bass standouts in this album, so I did like that. Um, Contemporary's Contamination is... It's all right. I listen to when it pops up in my playlist. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's just trash. Yeah, I yeah, it's just I wasn't a huge fan of the the last song, the Crusade, eight and a half minute instrumental, you know. Yeah, I mean, and... I didn't really like Ignition or Detonation anymore. Uh, Unrepent, meh. Sadness will see her. I don't. What the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, that, that's and Sadness will see her was eh. fucking Matt Heafy trying to be. I'm 14 and this is a deep fucking moment. Hey man, God. he was like 15 when he wrote Dude. this. And, yeah, know. but that fucking shit doesn't change. That I shit know. just keeps going. I know. Um, the, the this world can't tear us apart. That was, a, that was an interesting ballad. 
to put on this album. Yeah. That was definitely trying to be their uh, Nothing Else Matters. Yeah, yeah. This the I mean this this literally album gets them like on on it, fucking it, magazine covers as the next Metallica? Yep. Yeah. The I miss them so old it was released. They on. still get compared to Metallica. Yeah. But man, 2006, that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So long that uh three songs from the albums released on the band's MySpace. Mm-hmm. You know, I I pointed, I wrote down one of the lyrics for uh, Becoming the Dragon that I thought was kind of cheesy. It says, uh, and like the pre-chorus is like, transform from a koi into a beast. <laughs> I was like, what is he, trying to be a magic harp into a dragon? Yeah. I know. But that's literally the Chinese proverb the song's based off of. I know. It just sounded kind of cheesy when he said it. But how else do you describe I don't story? know, man. Just go listen to the way he sings it. Like, just the way that it is sang into the song. I don't know. All right. Yeah. What else you got? Um, I don't know. I don't really have anything else to add. Has some moments here and there. I agree. All right, want to just skip the next album? I mean, it is their worst one, so. That's not true. That's not even close. I know it's not. That's coming up, though. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Which one of the next three? Yeah. Um, Anyways, uh, what do we got next, Andy? 2008 S-tier album, Shogun. S-tier? S-tier. Didn't even need to listen to this album when we did this. I just was like, there ain't no way in the world this album is not going to get an S tier. So why don't I even waste my time re-listening to it? Not waste man, my time. That, but yeah, it's not a waste of time, man. Literally every song on this album is good. Every yeah. single one. Every song? Every song. All 11 of them. You're not wrong. Start to finish. <laughs> This is a top three metal album for me. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's right up there with uh, Low by Testament and St. Anger. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, but for real, though, it is a a top three. Yeah, this is a fantastic album. Yeah, and this takes everything they were trying to do on the first few albums and just puts it together. It's technical in all the right spots. It's got the right amount of screams and clean vocals. The choruses are great. It just it just slaps every song. Yeah. Like it it picks up when it needs to. It slows down when it needs to. Mhm. They they really start leaning in the fucking mythological aspect. Yeah. Even great. though 12 minutes closer Shogun is good. Yeah. Yeah. Shogun is is one of those songs that they do right that it's long. Yeah. Like, there, there are some songs out there where you listen to, it's like eight, nine minutes or whatever, and it just drags on. But what they do in Shogun, they keep it interesting, they keep it, they change it enough, and then they bring it right back to what made it great. Like, yeah, it's nice and heavy, and then it drops down to the melodic thing, then builds back up to even heavier. Yep. And just pays off exactly as you want it to. Yeah, and it's the way that they build up to it. Like, they don't just go back into it. You know, yeah, do a nice I mean, slow. Um, but yeah, if if you didn't uh, catch it, this is an S tier from me as well. Yeah, this is a sign that it was on repeat in high school. Like, yeah, I think I listened to this album like every day for like six months. It felt like, <laughs> yeah, I listened to this a lot. This is what really got me into Trivium. Yeah, and checked out some of their other stuff. I don't even think I could pick out a favorite song. Really? Yeah, I think they're all just. Do you, Great. do you have a song that you think is the weakest? Probably He Who Spawned the Furious would be okay, right up there with my... Of, of the weakest, but yeah, yeah. of the best, I, it just really depends on... For the longest time, my favorite was always Into the Mouth of Hell We March. Which, I love that song because of like the intro and then the yeah. bass on or the drums on it. Like It's just super catchy. But know? now it's just kind of like, God, I could listen to... Any of these? Any of these. Yeah. 
I think I think I do have a favorite song, and I think it's of Prometheus and the Crucifix. Yeah, that song is just the chorus is works great. Yeah, but I also feel like like Callisto to a star in heaven and torn between Scylla and Crevice mm-hmm. are also just right on par with like the same like mythological sounding with great yep. choruses with technical abilities. Yeah, like this is a really technical album. Like this really cements their their playing they can ability. fucking play, and they've always yeah. been able to play. To me, it's always, and it gets way worse coming up. The vocals are always what holds Trivium back to me. Okay, why do you say that? One, because he stops screaming at some point. Two, yeah, he stops when he, once he learns to sing. He does it a he, lot. He well, once he like after he blows his voice out in 2014. Yep. He takes vocal lessons and he then tries to just over sing everything. Mm-hmm. So the songs that don't mesh as well, it's just okay, bro. Like. You know, yeah. like, but this this album is just a perfect combination. Yeah, of that, this and I think the next album, but right before, obviously, he blows his voice out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I agree. And we always shit on long out al- long albums, and this one's sixty six minutes of pure gold. Yeah, <laughs> I said start to finish. Yeah. So it does suck though that at the end. Or after this album was released, they let go of their drummer. Yeah, Travis I really Smith. liked Travis Smith. I think he really pulled the whole technical side together. Yeah. Instead of just album. being like a metal drummer. Yeah. Which is what we get coming up here. Yeah, Nick Augusto. And then some other dude. But um I mean I understand whenever look went back and read more about how Travis left it made a lot sense. more sense why they dropped him but I remember being really upset at the time I was like cause that if I remember correctly some of the shit they were saying to why he didn't drop out I was like he wasn't committed and I remember them saying once he didn't want to play cover songs and I'm like fuck cover songs yeah <laughs> you know you kicking out a guy because you want to play cover songs but yeah. dude this band plays a lot of fucking cover songs but they're not on Any the standard that. edition they're always on the fucking special, special bonus edition. edition of every album yep. and it's like dude how many fucking covers does this band need to do you know yeah yeah. I like the special edition makes Shogun fade out earlier. <laughs> it what? It makes Shogun fade out earlier, so it's like 30 seconds shorter. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But no, this album is just start to finish. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. This. I love this album, man. I was... I was so glad to go back and listen to it. I know. I haven't listened to it in a long time. I haven't listened to anything off of Trivium before this. Oh, I've always still been listening to Shogun. So that's why yeah. I also felt like I didn't need yeah. to go back and listen to it because I still listen to a lot of these songs. But Yeah. Um, it's mostly because like I don't use my iPod anymore. I use Spotify and yeah. I don't have a lot of these songs on a, on a playlist. So, But now I do it's like 50 Trivium songs that I put on my playlist that is a lot of songs yeah so but yeah fantastic album fantastic musicianship sucks that Travis left but I think it more like got kicked out but (laughs) yeah but he was already on artistic differences well he also wanted to sit out a whole tour so I don't blame them for yeah letting him out alright alright should go on to their next endeavor here. What do we have? We have 2011's Egg Whites. Egg Sorry. Whites. In Waves. From what do you give this album? <sighs> okay, so when I when I listen to the regular standard edition, um I like I was like, is this the same album that I listened to before? Because there's half the songs that I liked on here were missing, which is which is weird. Um, the special edition has a bunch of other songs that I liked, and the standard edition does not. Oh yeah. Um, but the yeah, I gave N Waves like a C, like a C plus. <laughs> what? Do you really like this album? Just keep going. <laughs> Say what you... Okay. Um, I mean, the start 
capsizing the sea into in waves is fantastic. Um, I really like the built to fall. Um, but other than that, on the standard edition at least, I really didn't, you know, find anything else that I really liked. Um, on the special edition though, I liked Forsake Not the Dream, Drowning in Slow Motion, A Gray So Dark. Like those were the other songs that I liked off the album, but I was surprised that they weren't in the standard edition. I mean, they came out at the same time. Yeah. So it's not like ones. Yeah, like later. Yeah. So, but when I listened to it, I only listened to the standard edition. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, what the heck? So, what did what did you think? You guys know an A. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've also from day one have only listened to the special edition. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it was on Spotify, <laughs> and I've this album came out when Spotify came out. So yeah, um, I like yeah. It's not as technical as um, Shogun, mm-hmm. but again, it still does everything right that I like for Trillium. Um, it has the screams. The vocals don't sound over the top yet. Mm-hmm. The choruses are just as big. Yep. You know the playing is just as great. Mm-hmm. Um, just all the way up and down the album. I mean, In Waves, I the Inception of the End, Dust's Mantle, which I always used to think was a weird song, but it's all right. <laughs> it's also a weird title. Yeah. Watch the World Burn is great. Black, I mean, I honestly could just go down, except for Instead of the Sun. That song's just mm-hmm. fucking weird. I think I think if I give the if I rate the special edition, I'd give it like a B plus. But I mean, they B. came out at the same time, so I don't see why yeah. you do one or the other. It's not like, like I said it's not like they were like a year apart. This is the same album released. Yeah. Same okay. Time. I will. I will change my rating then to like a B plus. Yeah, because I've only, like I said, listen. Only listened to the special edition. The special edition because it was just one of those things where like it's like a game, right? Like you can buy this or you can get the Extra. special edition with more content. So yeah. Would it um, shattering the skies above? That's a good song. Yeah. You remember when that came out and what was it? Where where did that quote come from? Where they crap talk blast beats do you remember that to me like they said that to me really yeah so i used to when, when this band was young or young yeah i guess we were all young and when i was in high school <laughs> yeah 2008 2009 i used to talk to the guitarist Corey below mm-hmm. and the bassist paulo greg leto uh on facebook yeah i still have the facebook message we jokingly messaged to them <laughs> guitarist after we saw him in November and said, oh, great, but play more shit off Shogun. Yeah. And we, we saw it, which made me laugh. But I, I used to talk to them all the time, which mm-hmm. is where two of these come from. The two quotes we always quote is in waves <laughs> and these blast beats. So yeah. we'll start with the blast beat story first, which is funny. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what we were talking to him, but this is definitely the bassist. And I was talking to him just shooting the shit. Cause that's literally what it was. I would yeah. Facebook message. We would just shoot the shit, talk yeah. about music, yeah. which is just crazy to think about. Uh, even when we saw him in Chicago, we got a picture taken. I was like, oh, yeah, we talked in the thing. And he was like, oh, yeah, I remember you, you know? Yeah. But we were talking about blast beats or something. And he told me, yeah, we don't do blast beats because they're the crutch of songwriting. And this was before this album came out. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's true. <laughs> they did not do blast beats prior to this album. Yeah. But once they got Nick Augusto, blast beats were on the fucking table. Yeah. And they have been in every <laughs> single album since then. <laughs> But it'll never fucking <laughs> stop me from dying of laughter when just looking at the guy going, yeah, we don't do blast beats because they're the crutch of songwriting. Yeah. Don't know what to put? Better put a fucking blast beat. Yeah. I think literally the first song off this album was Shattering the Skies Above, like as a promotional, like yeah. this is what's coming up and it has a blast beat in the middle. Every time we see him live and I hear a blast beat, I just, I laugh so yeah, hard. So do I. <laughs> And then the other time was with In Waves, the song. <laughs> that song is on a rock band, and we had it, and this is like 2014. <laughs> I, damn, I was still talking in 2014. Yeah. Uh, we were, when we lived together, we were playing a bunch of rock band. We would, a lot. We would drink copious amounts of alcohol <laughs> and play the world's <laughs> longest fucking set list of set rock list. band. <laughs> like, like four to five hours of just drunk rock band. Yeah. And fucking In Waves for some reason, is like complete strobe light fest. Yeah, it's a... And if rock you have band. epilepsy, yeah, you're you going to have an attack. You get epilepsy from playing that song. And we always play it in the fucking dark. 
<laughs> and so we were drinking and we finished the song and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go message them and complain about it. And I was like, bro, I messaged the guitarist, Corey, and I was like, bro, I just played. Actually, I can read this word for word. Let me go find this. It's, it's so fucking hilarious to me that I can just, it was, yeah, I just was pull just it messaging. Up. Yeah. And like these guys, they were so chill. Just, you know, yeah. wanting to talk to their fans and shit. January 7th, 2014 at 9.52 p.m. <laughs> Pretty sure I just got epilepsy playing in waves and rock band. <laughs> Responds like 30 minutes later. Probably harder on that than on real guitar. <laughs> and I was like, probably I was on bass, but everything in that game makes it harder than it probably is. He's like, yeah, it's not a hard song. <laughs> I haven't, that was like the last time I ever said anything to him, but it just yeah. makes me laugh that, you know, here's this it, band. Just chilling, chilling responding. responding to. <laughs> I, I remember always talking to the bassist, because I always wanted to, you know, who doesn't when you're in the music, want to start a band in high school, you know? Yeah. And I was always talking to him about that, or he's like, oh yeah, it's hard, and blah, blah. Just literally being in my basement, doing nothing, shooting the shit, talking to the bassist of, what's well, not a very big band yet. Yeah. They, well... That one, they're a bigger band. But when mm-hmm. I first started talking, this is before Even. Slipknot took them on tour for uh, to support Shogun, and they blew the fuck up. Yep. But before that, they were just kind of young kids. Maybe they'll be the next Metallica. But they blew up with Shogun. Yeah. But it just, oh, it just makes me laugh. I got absolutely <laughs> probably harder on there than a real guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I think they've done In Waves as a staple. And their set list. For... It always makes me laugh that it's the opening to this album. Yeah. And it's the closer to their concerts. Pretty much all their concerts, yeah. But it's definitely replaced Pull Harder on Your Strings of Your Martyr. Yeah. But I also think it's... You know why? It's because it's easier to play. I think it's less screaming. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and honestly, judging by the reactions of the crowd when we saw them, I don't think anybody would know fucking Pull Harder. Yeah, that's true. Because I think I don't think anybody knew Rain. No, really, they knew except for um, a couple dead diehard fans. Yeah, they knew Throws of Perdition though, because yeah. that's when the concert got going. Yep, Shogun song. I I would love to see them do like an anniversary tour for Shogun. Yeah, me too. I would sign right up for that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, oh, in waves, the crutch of songwriting. <laughs> I just never forget that. I always wanted to be like, you ever, you don't remember this, but you once told me that Blast Beats were the crutch of songwriting. What happened? What what changed there? <laughs> yeah, they got Nick Augusto. He's like, this is all I know how to do. <laughs> I don't know how to put it here. Yeah. Um, all right. Have we got any, got any more to say about In Waves here? No, let's fucking move on to the next album. They're... I think this is another S tier album here. God, we got 2013's "Vengeance Falls." What What did you give this album? Maybe like a C fucking minus. <laughs> if I had to listen to him sing the chorus of "Vengeance Falls" the way he sings it, I'm gonna fucking stab my own ears out. Why did he choose to sing it like that? That chorus is so trash, and I hated the rest of the song. I immediately after I heard that. Dude, I gave this album like a C minus. Dude, well. this album is trash. There is not a good song on this album. <laughs> yeah, there is. What? Uh, Strife is okay. No. <laughs> this album went downhill after I had to listen to hear him sing the fucking chorus to Vengeance Falls. Why in God's name did they let him sing it like that? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, we we both know why this album is so bad. It's because it was produced. By the singer of Disturbed. David, oh, yeah, dude. David this Driven. dude was on a fucking roll this year producing shit-tier albums. <laughs> yeah. He produced this, and then he was like, oh, let me go fuck up your other favorite band, Megadeth, and we'll make Super Collider. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This, I've never listened to a fucking album this man produces again in my life. <laughs> yeah, they, they they take a different direction here. Dude. Uh, they, uh, they try to be, they try to be like pop metal, kind of, it seems like, like, the way he oversings everything. I think Matt was quoted saying that he really enjoyed working with uh, David Dram 
because he was able to get Matt to sing like an octave or two higher or something like that. And it's like, no, you don't need to do that. And it shows on this album. So fucking bad. Yeah. <clears throat> like, dude, it's just trash. Mm-hmm. I guess he didn't produce Super Collider. But fuck, you might as well have. <laughs> <laughs> How bad it was. He dude. he did produce a Megadeth album, didn't he, though? Well, that's what I thought, but no, he didn't. Oh, okay. I thought it was Super Collider. Oh. The only album David Driven has ever produced is Vengeance Falls. Oh, God. Trivium's worst fucking album. <laughs> By far. It's not even close. <laughs> dude, it's just like... This... I feel like this is them trying to be this is Metallica. Them, yeah, this is them trying way too fucking hard. Yeah, like their their black album. Like this is what they're trying to yeah. to make. You know, I dude, the fucking chorus on Vengeance Falls is just terrible. I hope so glad he's, he doesn't sing another fucking song like that. It's just trash. <laughs> but yeah, this is trying to be. Damn, we really blew up over the last two albums. This yeah. is really our shit don't stink kind of album. Like, we can do okay. no fucking wrong. Yeah, I I feel that. And then they're like, why don't we hire the guy from Disturbed to produce this? Like, they're a big band right now, you know? God. This was the last album to feature Gusto before the fucking revolving door that is Trigum Drummers. You know it's Final Tap where the drummers just spontaneously combust, but the front of the band stays the same? That's how yeah. I feel about Trivium. Yeah, I'm they, just not even surprised when I hear they have a new drummer. I'm like, hmm. I mean, they got they got a new guy now, or they got a guy who's been there for who's, a couple years now. Not bad. Yeah. He also loves his blast beats. He he does blast beats in a different style, though. <laughs> yeah. Instead but, of the toms and the thing, he uses a snare and the fucking cymbals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's different, man, okay? It's different, but the same. Um... All right, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about Vengeance Falls. Bro, if I sucks. If I never had to listen to this album again, that'd be great. <laughs> Here's a review. He gave this album a three out of five stars. Vengeance Falls an album with utility, and also stated, "You must try to understand. Trivium really are the next Metallica, for better or worse." <laughs> and we found the worst. Yeah, this is the worst. This I don't is get why they keep getting compared reload. to Metallica. They are not on the same. I think it's because they they played. A similar style of music. I, I get the first, the third album. I get that one. Yep. I kind of get this one. You're kind of right. It's like the black album, but bro, mm-hmm. ain't nothing else they recorded. Sounds like Metallica. Sounds like Metallica. Yeah. Nor is their career trajectory even Any, on the same fucking plane. Yeah. Like literally, there's you could find a handful of other knockoff Metallica bands. Yep. That sounds more like Metallica than Trivium. I just don't get that comparison. Yeah. I did get that comparison at the beginning of their career, but... Yeah, especially... I think Metallica is one of their big influences, that's why. Oh, yeah. When they started, so... But, man, I don't get that comparison nowadays. They don't sound anything like them. No. So, especially on their next album here. <laughs> 2015's Silence in the Snow, man. Produced by the guy who produces every falling reverse album. Really? Yeah. Oh. So. Yeah, I, um, so they took a new direction in this one as well, where the previous album, I think they still had some screams. This one is all singing. They ain't got shit. And, uh, I, I feel like this is their, this is, this is a soft album. Like, yeah. With the way that they go about their songs and their songwriting trying to get airplay and radio play uh-huh. and like so i i gave this um like a c i i like it better than vengeance falls but it's not as good as like ember to inferno <laughs> i don't know what about this the guardian stated if they continue down this path silence might be remembered as the moment trivium secured their status as modern metal greats I think that's their next album. <laughs> Not yeah. this one. This album is also C. It's it's but I'm putting it above Vengeance Falls. Yes, yeah, definitely. God, that album was trash. I, I felt like this album didn't have a soul in it. This is where I start thinking Heafy just really thinks he can't do no fucking wrong. Yeah. And this is <laughs> God I, I don't know why I just dislike 
Matt Heafy so much. <laughs> dude, dude is kind of full of himself. That's exactly what I. That's the vibe I get. Yeah. Because I, I used to think he was great back in like high school and all that. Yeah. And dude, and then he got into fucking streaming because I like I would follow all of them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I've sorry. Let me let me phrase this. I had to follow Matt Heafy. I am legitimately like friends with Corey. Yeah. And I was friends with Paulo, but I had to follow Matt Heafy. Yeah. Uh, um. And then he started streaming it. Oh my god! Every post was like, "Look how great I did," or "Look how great this is," or "Do this," or "Caption this picture of me," or "What's your meme this picture of me?" or "What do you think of this?" And it's like, dude, Jesus Christ! Well, the other guys seem really laid back, and they're just, just into chill. the music. Yeah, he's like, bro, it's like I'm me. the greatest thing that ever happened. To and I swear to fucking God, if he doesn't stop sticking his tongue out, we see him live. <laughs> He when he sang also the worst version of five one two I've ever seen by Lamb of God. Everybody was giving him us. It sounded it sounded different. No, it sounded like trash. All right, dude. Oh, at least he made the other one sound all right. But five one two is not, not a song good. you can sing clean. I yeah. just really don't like Matty V. <laughs> I think and I think it's just because I feel like he's just so full of himself. Yeah, and I think he thinks he's the smartest guy of any room he ever walks into. I could see that. And I always feel that with his goddamn fucking songwriting. <laughs> like, I feel like I know the songs written by Matt, and I know the songs that are, like, written by... The other guys. The other guys at this point. hmm Jesus. And I feel like this entire fucking album was written by Matt. <laughs> I, th- I think it was, probably. And you know what? I'm glad that he didn't fucking... Oh, yeah, all tracks are written by Trivium. Oh, they're all written by Trivium. You know, and I'm glad that he didn't fucking lose his voice permanently and blew it out in 2014. I'm glad the man can still talk. But Jesus yeah. Christ, he sounded way better as the fucking... The screamer. Or not even the screamer, the, just like when he didn't try to like hit insane ranges. Before he, and he got just, David Dram's coaching. Yeah, and he just stayed... I don't want to say stayed in his lane, but he just didn't do it. Fucking, I hate over-singing. And I feel like it's not so much... He does so it much, a lot. He does it a lot. I feel like... This is gonna sound sexist, but when you get women in metal, they tend to oversing metal songs a lot. When it's like, okay, you don't need to do. You could just match mm-hmm. the song, and I feel like that's what makes Shogun and in, in Waves so good. Mm-hmm. Is he doesn't try to over fucking do it like he does in Vengeance Falls. Yeah, or this and, one. In this one, he just fits into the song. Yeah, and now ever since he got those fucking singing lessons. Which is good. Again, glad that he's going to make his career stay longer. And, you know, yep. he gave him... And it ends up working a little bit better later. But Jesus Christ, this stretch of albums, when he, when he goes, oh, I can finally fucking sing. And he tries to do it too much. Yeah. And also ruins it. The no screams on this album just it, does not make it a trivium album. Yeah. they uh, This album made me miss Shogun. This, to me, reminds me of fucking... Saint Anger, we ain't putting no souls in this damn album. <laughs> I mean, okay, well then why are you making a fucking Metallica album? Or why are you yeah. making a Trigger album with no screams? Mm-hmm. I'm glad they referenced that, or fixed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is interesting to see when we see him live that that dude don't scream no more. No. Matt does not do any of the screams. Nope, it's all Corey. Corey does all of them. Which, I'm surprised he hasn't blown his voice out with how much they used to do it. But Yeah. Um, yeah, man, this album is pretty bad which it's weird because it got really high high ratings because again they're very good <laughs> musicians yeah like on the scale of musician wise from all of these albums there's no dip mm-hmm. like they can fucking play yep and i think it, they got better yeah going forward here like so even vengeance falls for the most part they can fucking play on those songs like mm-hmm. like the musicianship isn't top tier but mix that in with Heafy and his I'm 14 and this is deep fucking songwriting. <laughs> it kind of drops it, just, it off. It just drops it off. And I think to us, a lot of those screams covered that where you get those harsher sections. Mm-hmm. Not fucking here. Not on Silence in the Snow. Oh, yeah. So it's very s- interesting to see that Silence in the Snow was originally written for Shogun, though, and then was kept off. I'm glad they did. Yeah, that and one other that- song that comes up. It would have been the weakest song on the album. This just sounds like a fucking emo album that was released 10 years too late. <laughs> right. And they used a drum machine in the whole thing. Hey, that guy's a it's name, all right? super overproduced. 
Yeah, I agree with that. That was, I think that's the biggest thing that I did not like about this. What's his name? Matt Madrio? Yeah, I think he only plays on this album. Yeah. And then they get their next guy on their next album here. This guy, yeah. The guy that plays on this album had never been a touring musician or a recorded musician. He was just a drum tech. <laughs> which is, he was Nick Augusta's drum tech, who was Travis Smith's drum tech. <laughs> God. Uh, I think there's one more drummer. They they use a drummer for like the tour in between the no. next album. Well, I think there's one more drummer between this guy and the current guy. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. It's, I don't remember his name, but they do have another drummer. Oh, yeah, no. A the, session the, guy. the current drummer is playing the next one. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, should we uh, get on to their next album here? Yeah. We got 2017's The Sin in the Sentence. This is a return to form for Trivium. I gave this album an A. I gave this album an A, too, if we're only doing the first three songs. (laughs) Really? Yeah. You didn't like anything else? Bro, I fucking hate the title, Hate From Your Heart. And I hate that fucking song. I don't hate it, but I don't like it. But no, I think the first three songs are good. Yeah. And then I just don't think the other ones really stand out too much. You didn't like Betrayer? They won a Grammy for that. Oh, wait, no, they were nominated. Uh, well, fuck. Or something. Megadeth was nominated for 13 Grammys. That doesn't make it good. But we know Megadeth is good. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, we did a whole thing about Grammy winners. Half those weren't even good. Yeah. No, I just, I don't know. I just, I do think it was a return to form. Yep. I think The Sin the Sense was good. Beyond Oblivion and Other Worlds are good. I still, I don't, I hate the title, The Hate from Your Heart. What does the fuck even, what does that even mean? The hate, the... The heart from your hate, sorry. Oh, heart I, I, from your hate. I okay. want to read it the correct way. Yeah, the yeah. heart from your hate. I want to remove the heart from your hate. What the fuck does that mean? Do you want to make them hate somebody more? Like, oh, they're a little too passionate. He wants to take it from oh, that person. Oh, they're a little, then... they're a little too passionate. They only killed the parents. Maybe we should have them killed the children too. <laughs> like, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Who knows, man? I don't know. Oh, fucking, I'm 14 and this is deep I'm to me, Matthew. I'm 15 and this is deep. No, then the other ones, I mean, it is a good return to form sound-wise. Again, they play for their... But they just don't... They don't do as much to me to separate themselves mm-hmm. from other Trivium songs I'd heard that I would rather listen to. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's much better than the last two albums. Yeah. And I would give it maybe a B minus, C plus just because of that. I definitely think it's better than the last two albums. But again, it... To me, it sounds not as good as other. Stuff. It also sounds like a more overproduced version of other stuff, and I would just rather listen to the other stuff. To the other stuff, yeah. It's just I don't know this album. I did really like to send the sentence a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it starts off fast as fuck. Like yeah. their I, heaviest song they put out in a while. I wish they would have stayed with that style for the rest of the. Mm-hmm. They don't. That's yeah. more of the outlier song to the album, I think. Yeah, towards the end, they get a little bit on the the more melodic and slower side. To me, this album just feels like a more generic, later Trivium album. It doesn't do anything great. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. Just... Okay. Okay. And to me, yeah. that's just what this album is. But if it stayed on to like the way the Sin the Send sounds, like through the whole album... Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably bump it up a to like better. a B. But... That's more of the outlier to the album, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this new drummer compared to the previous two albums. Yeah. And I mean, Nick was, he was okay on In Waves. Yeah. Um, but I think that gap once Travis left and then to hear the drumming was the weakest, obviously. To be fair, yeah. I feel like they did that. The other drummer, Dirty, though. Who? The guy that did oh, the, sin, yeah. the guy who never recorded as a professional yeah. drummer, never toured as a drummer. Like, hey, that man, is true. Here you go. Play this shit. Yeah, with one of the big metal bands of current day. Yeah. You know? um, but now they got this guy, Alex Bent. Yeah, and he I was he drummed in other bands, and he came, um, if I remember correctly, he came recommended by the producer. Yeah. And yeah. this dude can play he fucking you, you watch him live that dude plays yeah fucking the one time he's doing the symbols with his hands <laughs> waving around and you're like god damn okay yeah like i think i think once they got him in the band it revitalized them yeah like I think they so wanted to start playing 
they want to start playing fast and heavy. I think and technical yeah. again. He's definitely the best drummer since Travis, but they're definitely different drummers. They are. Travis. I still think I like the Travis version better for yeah. going by because I think I like the the more complex drums with the more complex double bass. Yep. With the fills. But this guy can fucking play like yeah. just straight up. Yeah. He has. He brought life back into the band yeah i feel and watching him play live like you said dude can fucking play all over the drum kit well that's funny that's what's funny i thought when watching this you can tell the songs he wrote because they were all over the set of the kit and they sounded good and then you could see the ones that travis wrote and they were over the kit but it was a lot more like it was he was a lot more in like the same little space but it sounded like just different yeah travis had he he wasn't as like all over the place, like you said, all over the place. But the way he made it sound, yeah, he really on, utilized that double bass, the quick double bass, and all yeah, that. To, yep. And it it really fit in with the. Not saying like his stuff doesn't fit in, but his stuff yeah. is just different. Yeah. To so. me, it's even the same as as you listen to Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. Like their new drummer can play, their old drummer could play, but their old drummer had a different style. Had a whole different style, and the heaviness of early Lamb of God is based around that drummer yeah and his is it isn't it, i mean it's hard but it's and not it, like it's not the like most technical it's not type. like he's over the place but he fucking works those double bass to fit into the song yeah and i feel like that's a lot of what travis did too mm-hmm. because i feel like this guy uses the rest of the kit to fit in with the song yeah i don't think one's well okay i think travis is better the way it fits into that mm-hmm. version of trivium but i don't i don't know if travis would have fit into what trivium is now no i think he's a great version for where trivium is now yeah also, all of these guys stream on Twitch if you ever go on to go watch them. Really? Every single one of them. I not know that. What do they play? Whatever's popular. Were, yeah. I know I know. Matt does a lot of like warm-up stuff, and he'll play music, and then he'll play games. Mm-hmm. And I remember for a while they were all playing. They were quad war zone together. Interesting. I don't know what they play anymore. I don't watch them. I don't yeah. really. I haven't watched Twitch in a while, but. Dude, fucking 2008 me. Oh, my God. Would have been subbed all four of them. Yeah. And fucking. Watching them every day. Cringe have in the all chat. four of them. Yeah. It would have been cringe in the chat. <laughs> I was fucking into Trivium. Yeah. Trivium in was high school. a big band for both of us back in the day. Yeah. I loved Trivium. And I love Trivium now. But anyways, you got anything else to say about uh, the sin in the sentence? The sin in the sentence? Uh, not really. I'm I'm glad that they were able to get the drummer. I just feel like the first song was the sin, and then we got sentenced to mediocre songs the rest of the album. Sorry, I was trying to fit that in somewhere. I I know. (laughs) (laughs) Just because it just sounds different. Yeah, they have a. Yeah, I don't like I said. I don't think this album is bad. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's great. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. To me, I don't feel like this is the album fully that I think they return to what makes them great. I I think it's the start. It's definitely the start. Yeah. So, should we go on to their next album then? Yes. We got two thousand twenties. What the dead men say. I think this. Is at there, least at the beginning. At least. Is their return? Yeah, songs one through five. At least four, I think is a return to. Yeah, I remember because, like I said, this was this came out middle or no, this came out pre-pand. No, this came out during the fucking pandemic. Yep. So I was stuck in my house. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck, Trivium put on album. I guess I'll listen to it." And I remember putting it on. I was like, "Damn, instrumental beginning good. sounds good." Yeah. And then what the dead men say kicked in, and I was like, okay. "I like this, except for the fucking cringy lyric." And then I was like, "Is that a light or a distant mirror?" <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Catastrophe is good, and yeah. Amongst the Shadows and the Stone. I mean, those three songs, well, at least what the Devon say in Amongst the Shadows song, are fucking heavy Yep. with in-your-face vocals, and they're good. And we saw them play both, at least one of those live, and they were good live. Yeah, they played What the Dead Men Say this yeah. time. But those first four songs, and even Bleeding to Me, is good. Then it Scattering kind of- the Ashes is an... Interesting, interesting song sickness into you is interesting and then it ends on a high note but those first four fucking songs i think are I up there in par with some of their best their best stuff yeah i agree the song the album started off really good i give some a b by the way 
I gave it like a B B plus. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, those that fucking kicks. Mm-hmm. I was so excited when they played What the Dead, Dead Men, Men Say. Say. Yeah. I wish they would have played either that or we Catastrophist. Saw or dude, that what or the fuck does show. catastrophist mean? Who the fuck? Dude, again, I'm Matt Heavey, and this is deep. Because <laughs> he says in the album, he's like, you're a catastrophe. And then in the next lyric, he's like, you're a catastrophist. I'm like, you're just a person who makes catastrophe. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, look at this. Here's a thing that says, the sin the sin that's got Trivium back on the horse, and what the dead man says has them winning again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really really strong album and i think they cut it down a little bit on the melodic stuff compared to the sin in the sentence which except for i think maybe scattering the ashes was like okay what the fuck yeah but whereas sin in the sentence had like three semi you know melodic songs it only has like one yeah maybe two so i remember the first time i listened to this i really didn't like the back half of the album yeah and i do still do think it's weak but bleeding to me and the defiant was much better I think the second time to me mm-hmm. and then there were outside of scattering the ashes which just I feel like does not need to be on this album <laughs> uh, it was it was, it was an alright ending but god mm-hmm. it starts strong yeah and uh, I mean very rarely do you find uh, an album that's top to bottom great mm-hmm. we uh, did find one though yeah I mean we found a couple those are always yeah. your S tier albums yeah Shogun. I mean, we haven't really given any surprise to S-Tier album. Well, I guess that's not true. You gave that one to Periphany, which I gave an F to. To where? Or no, not Periphany. Oh, the... Tuve. Yeah. The Renaissance. And then I gave one to Wolfmother. Those are the only surprise S-Tier albums we've given to, I think, each other. Yeah, how many How many have you done? Like, four S's? Four or five. Well, two for Daft Punk, one for Johnny Cash, one for Trivium. One for Metallica. One from Maybe two. Two for Metallica. Huh. And one for Wolf Mother. So I've given out seven S-tier albums. I think I've given out less than you. Yeah, you definitely have. I'm trying to think of... I know I gave one to Annihilator, which you gave I kind of regret. to Annihilator. You've given at least two? Two to Metallica. No, you gave three. Really? Yeah, you put St. Anger as an S-tier album. That's right. <laughs> I stand by that decision. Fair enough. <laughs> Gave that one the Renaissance yep. background music. Yeah, Illabidi, yep. Yeah, so maybe that's just it. Maybe you're only and giving And then Shogun's five. Of Shogun, so. Six? Six. I don't know why I did a weird thing where I counted my thumbs first. <laughs> yeah. So six. Okay. About to be seven here. Yeah? No. I was going to say, yeah, I don't have any more STRMs. Okay. Uh, uh, but I've also been trying to stay away from bands that I know I'm giving STRMs to. Mm-hmm. Cause that's not fun. Yeah, but yeah, what the Dead Men say is pretty damn good album. Yeah, I'm glad that they picked their style back up and got fast and heavy and like creative. I think again with the songwriting. I think so too, and I think I think we're right that they're at their best with a good drummer behind them. Yeah, for sure. It just completes the whole sound, and also coming back to the, the screaming. Yeah. Corey does a good job of that. Mm-hmm. Which, like I said, I'm really surprised he hasn't. I don't want to clown on the guy, but every time we see him live and I hear Paulo start singing, it makes me laugh because it's just so different than <laughs> yeah. the other two. He makes it work. Like, he mm-hmm. harmonizes, but it's just you, when you always hear him. Yeah. He's, maybe mm-hmm. he sings a little bit sooner than Matt or somebody. Mm-hmm. It always makes me laugh. <laughs> All right, so we're going to the latest album. Yeah, we got 2021. We're getting pretty close to them releasing a new album. Yeah, for real. Literally every two years. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we got 2021's In the Court of the Dragon. So, I'll start with this. I had never heard any of these songs other than when we've seen them live, which we've heard three songs. Me neither. In the Court of the Dragon, Like a Sword Over Damocles, and Feast of Fire. Now, I think about it, I did see a little bit of the Feast of Fire music video, which is just... Interesting. Not, not, it's not interesting. It's just generic. It's I know. great. <laughs> I really liked um, the first two songs. Mm-hmm. Feast of Fire was meh. Mm-hmm. But I gave something like a B. Those first two songs are really good. Yeah. Um, but even Feast of Fire wasn't okay, but it was just like, I don't know. It just felt like a generic metal song. Mm-hmm. 
and all I could picture in the music video is it's it's showing soldiers, and all I could picture is a generic fucking song about the military the yeah. whole time. But I I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that the Phalanx, the final song, was written for Shogun as well. But yeah, which I kicked back to this album. Yeah, I think that's a good song on this album. I really like that one. Failings. I really like the chorus to a sword, like a sword over Democles. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. really good. My, I didn't I, like that song so much. Sorry to cut you off, but I like that song so much. We saw him play it live a few weeks ago. Yeah, you checked and him out in the Court of the Dragon. I was like, we saw it live. I was like, yeah, it's okay. But when I heard it like on the recording, I'm like, okay, this is a lot better than it sounds mm-hmm. live. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I gave this album like a B plus. Yeah. Um, in the Court of the Dragon is my favorite song on this album. I dude, I love the chorus in that song when like everybody's just playing fast as hell. You got it's a blast beat, but it's not like the you know typical one that you would hear on like sh- like from Shattering the Skies Above. That is a generic blast beat. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where, whereas like this one, it starts off and then he's just flying all over the drum kit while keeping that going like. It's intense. Yeah. They so, fucking... They play on these last three albums. Um, but yeah, Sword Over Damocles is good. I, I liked Feast of Fire. That was... Yeah. I mean, it's a little generic, but... I don't know, know if I just can't get past that for whatever reason. Yeah. Because I, I just fucking... I can see that music video in my eyes. I, I, <laughs> I guess I didn't realize it was that song yep. until I could listen to it. I was like, wait... And I can just picture them in their stupid fucking airplane hangar they bought to record in. <laughs> and yeah. they've got fucking towel sheets over the window. And you can just tell it's just strobe lights back there. It's supposed to be for lightning. Like, they put them, like, right up to the light. And I'm yeah. like, I can't even focus the rest. All I can see is the lights flashing. <laughs> Ugh. I sort of... Man, I don't know. The fact they bought a whole airplane hangar to play out of it just makes me laugh. They probably recorded all their music videos in there for, for this album. Well, they probably saw that when Metallica was starting to put out more videos of them in their practice room. They're like, shit, we got to get our own fucking place. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I like this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. It it did get a little weak towards the second half. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like that's how a lot of true albums go. They start off strong. They pile all the good songs right at the beginning, and then they pile all the, yeah, yeah we're going to try something a little different towards the back. Um, but yeah, from, from four on or from five on. So crisis of revelation all the way down to the phalanx. I, I did like the phalanx. So I thought that was a good closer to yeah. this album. So, um, but man, I have been jamming out to trivium for the past two weeks since we chose, since we saw that concert. Yeah. So, um, hey, maybe next year we'll see them and they'll do the 15th anniversary of Shogun. One can hope. We need to start Twitter bots. Oh, that would just... I just message Corey. Hey, could you do like a 15th anniversary? <laughs> Unfriended immediately. Right. Stop talking about Shogun. <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah. Uh, Man, I'm I'm glad we did Trivium because there's a lot of new songs that yeah. I like by this band now. So. I feel like that's since we started this podcast, you find a band you like. Or you're like, oh, I want to check out more of this new shit. And you're like, I don't want to check it out because we might do this for a podcast. Yeah. So I feel like it's expanded our musical mm-hmm. intake, but also constricted it yeah. in some way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm also kind of lazy. Yeah, so I like, believe that. I wouldn't. Uh, I might not have even listened to this. Well, actually, I probably would have because I think they did really good live when we saw them the last time. Yeah. So. I checked out. I I kept checking out Trivium's new stuff, but mm-hmm. I never gave Don't it more than it. one listen, except for what the Dead Man say. That shit ended up in my playlist the immediately. Song or the like the, the songs. Okay. Well, also I was stuck at home, so I had nothing to do but listen to music. Yeah. So. So All overall, right. what would you give Trivium? Like an A. Me too, man. Yeah. If if they took out Vengeance Falls and this um silence in the snow easily a plus see <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i don't know if i knock into an s they were an s in one day yeah at one time in my life but mm-hmm. yeah i do think those middle albums though the fucking course to vengeance falls take a david draymond out 
of recording any metal music ever. Even Disturbed. <laughs> I don't, are they even a band? Anymore? Yeah, they're literally on that Upheaval tour. They are? Yeah. That's the other reason I don't want to oh, go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Man, you don't want to see a... <laughs> yeah. No. If he can even do that anymore, probably can't. Probably. It's probably like he goes to do it and then like his mic cuts out and it plays it over the thing and then it comes back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a song you blew out your speaker to, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, down with sickness, yeah. yeah. Me and my brother-in-law driving around fucking in the middle of fucking nowhere too. Just blaring down with the sickness in my fucking 2004 boat. Boat. <laughs> Buick Regal. Huh. Thought I was a shit. <laughs> Man, I missed that speaker. <laughs> I blew that shit out in like 2007 and never fixed it until I sold the car in like 2018. Yeah. <laughs> it added a lot of character. Oh, yeah. Just tons. All right. Trivium, great band. Both love them. Yeah. What do we got next, Andy? So, man, we've been crushing out that metal. Yeah. It's high flying metal. You gonna take a break from it? Yeah, we're gonna keep going on that country train of mine. We're gonna do Midland. All right. They have an album coming out in a few days. So Do they? Yeah. I think it comes out Friday. Oh, okay. We'll have to add that to our so list. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I know you know the one song by them. Yeah, drinking problem. Yeah, I saw another song they had. I really like that one because it sounds very I think the genre is called neo traditional. It's it's just the sound of country music that I like. Classic that the older, country. Like the 90s and 80s sound. Yep. And the burnout sound the same way. So I'll be interested to check out more. And mm-hmm. When they release that new album, it'll be three albums. So it's not too much. And okay. Like I said, I like those two songs. I've been jamming out to those a bunch too. Yeah. So we'll see what they have. Okay. Yeah. So Look check forward. Us. Yeah. That should be a good time. Yeah. All right. Check us out next week. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Bye.